Anthony Duron for the Grim and Bloody podcast here, talking about the Spooky Empire Film Festival that's happening October 27th through the 29th at the Orange County Convention Center in Florida. You're going to want to be a part of this film festival. If you've been watching or listening to our shows, um, you have this uh, taste of the type of quality that you're going to be experiencing at the film festival. And uh, tickets are on sale now. Um, you can also purchase them at the door there. Uh, and one note, Al Omega, part of the show here, will be on hand at the film festival talking with filmmakers and festival goers alike. He will be in the lobby on Saturday, so you'll definitely want to stop by, say hello, uh, take a picture of Al and the Groom and Bloody podcast because we will be on site uh, taking in the festivities as well. So keep it locked here and uh, hope you enjoy the shows. to another episode of the grim and bloody podcast we are t-minus four days in counting the spooky empire and the spooky empire film festival uh it's been an amazing ride we've talked to a number of filmmakers that are going to be in attendance at spooky and tonight we have jeremy ship writer and director of eye catcher which is one of the shorts a, a thrilling short uh, that's going to be screened at Spooky Empire Film Festival. Congratulations, Jeremy, on Thank uh, you. being accepted to uh, such a prestigious uh, film festival. Um, but uh, between myself and Kevin, I don't know if Joe was able to catch it. Oh, I, uh, I watched it. Watched it? Okay. I, oh, yeah. I can say it's unanimous that this was a hell of a short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very it, much it was so. Good. Um, I'm, Thank I'm you, a, gentlemen. I'm a hard critic when it comes to uh, shorts, because I did a couple myself and run a film festival for a few years. And uh, there was really nothing that you could you can criticize about this one. Everything was was on point. I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into it. But overall, this was, it, it was thrilling. It, it had me going a little bit and I had to rewatch it to catch all the little subtleties. So. There is, thank you for saying that, <laughs> it is designed to be rewatched, which is yes. unfortunate in a film festival format because you can only see it once, but that uh, is thank true. you for saying that. that thank true. you for the kind words and uh, I am honored and privileged to be talking with you all today. Something that Anthony and I were talking about uh, earlier today as we uh, as we just uh, you know we're thinking about having watched uh, this and I think we both agreed that just about anybody can pick up a camera and take a couple of people and say let's yeah. film this yeah. uh, let's film something yeah. but you still have to make something uh, out of it and I'm telling you that within the six minutes uh, runtime of this of eye catcher I saw craft in uh, attention to detail in performance i saw attention to detail in uh in you know filming um i actually saw some languid camera movement within a six minute uh you know film you actually avoid the quick cuts 
and yeah. uh, you know, and, and and so forth. That's hard. That's hard to do for a six-minute film where your intent is to show so much in so little time. Yes. So, I, I wanted to say that you still, you know, you said basically it gave me the impression that you were looking to make a mini feature in six minutes. That is exactly right. And it worked. Well, it thank worked. you. Thank you for saying that. And uh, you know, the only real difference between the making of this movie and I imagine the making of, um, you know, your average uh, YouTube short, maybe, is time. I spent mm -hmm. a lot of time on this. Uh, I have a full-time job. I'm a, I'm a writer for kids animation, of all things. And I took a year to plan the shot. Um, I eventually invited my friend, who's a, a director of photography, and brought him into my scheming and uh, pitched it to many people. I workshopped the, my, my, the script, as short as it is, with my manager. So that was a whole, a whole year of just figuring it out. And then it was three and a half hours of shooting. And then it was a year after that of, of post-production. Uh, you know, last minute changes to the texts, figuring out where the, the creature will present itself. It is, uh, it is uh, mm. obvious in certain places and not so obvious in others. So it was a long time on six minutes well oh, yeah I, I, we don't give away you would joe go ahead uh please i was just gonna but, say we don't we don't give away spoilers on this so we'll try hard not to give spoilers on oh uh, no i'm film. i'm not going to do anything I, I i'm barely i'm the shy guy of this band uh no <laughs> me I'm, too I'm, I'm pretty shy yeah. too <laughs> yeah but no well i was gonna say i really enjoyed the film it is really a fantastic job and just to hear that it took you three hours to film that stuff then another year to put it together yep. it's insanity i tell you it is <laughs> it is insanity and you know obviously i'm not working uh for one entire year on the whole thing but uh yeah that's a lot of work a lot of people pulling favors for me and uh i am happy that they were pulling favors but you know i'm beholden to their time they've got they've got full-time jobs they're doing other things so you just wait for uh for them to be able to come forward and as long as uh you know um uh, as you have the time if you have the time horizon you can do a lot of fun things i think now i, I did want to ask you the i can't say that the general thrust of this film uh it deals with uh anxiety mm -hmm. yep. and, and uh the i wanted to you know just ask you um was that something that was more of a personal storyline to you uh to tell that this creature is connected with um a person's anxiety uh, in this case yes. the heroine's uh anxiety talk very about much so so there's two main inspirations for the short the first is what I had alluded to before you hit record is that this experience happened to me, what you see in the movie, this uh, woman trying to refill her prescription. I won't say much more than that. She has difficulty with the, uh, with the customer service. That was my experience. I take, I take Zoloft. I'm, I'm happy to talk about um, mental health and uh, you know, as am I, what you can to, uh, to address the issue. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it came upon once upon a time I had locked my Zoloft and had a lot of difficulty trying to get the prescription refilled while I am coming off of a medication and to come off an anxiety medication is one of the most unpleasant 
experiences I could imagine. I'm sure there's far more unpleasant experiences, but it is not fun, I'll say that. And the idea of anxiety kind of lurking in the shadows, waiting to consume you felt at that time when I was on that phone call felt very real to me. And so that's one inspiration and that kind of stuck in my brain. And then for years, so these, you know, when you make things, these kind of disparate ideas collide in fun ways. For years, I had been wanting to do something that had to do with hidden pictures. So in, if you've ever been in a dentist's office and, and thumbed through highlights for kids, there is a, a feature called hidden pictures. You know, use a little outline and they say there's a pizza, there's a ring, there's an ice cream, and you have to look through the, the picture and find these objects. For whatever reason, I have been enchanted by the idea of hiding things in movies. And, and of course, I'm not the first to that game. There's been plenty of um, of movies and TV shows that have done that, uh, some to great success, some to less success. But it felt appropriate to combine that with, uh, with anxiety because that, in many respects, is how anxiety feels. It's there. It's in the room. You can't see it. But you know, it, it's waiting to pounce, and that felt that felt like oh, there could be a story here. So uh, I actually thought of a bigger story first, and then uh, came to this shorter version uh, as a proof of concept um, to tell this story in in six minutes. Um, and the idea is to to tell a bigger story uh, eventually. So. Talk to me about the. Uh... And once again, we won't give away anything here. Um, but talk to me about the uh, the CGI process because uh, I, I think I can speak for the crew where when I say we're just not accustomed to seeing that level of precision done in post production. Um, so that was for me that was the the, the funnest part of watching it because uh, we handle a lot of independent film. Uh, a lot yep. of low budget. Uh, we, we 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 get the the, the good stuff sometimes from Tubi, um, yep. but for the most part, it's as Kevin alluded to. It's um, we get a lot of you know people who say you know hey weekend's coming up and I just got a camera. What do you think we go do something in the woods? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, so which is which is joyful and it's in and it, of that's itself. Fun. That's, that's that fun too. Fun. You know that is yeah. fun. Um, but if if it costs you four hundred dollars and you guys shot it on your your uh, your iPhone and uh, you were kind of just uh, winging it, then it, it's probably not going to be as received as say someone who storyboarded, who spent you know months planning out the shots. That and we haven't even touched on the music um, yeah. of, of this film, yeah. which yeah. Well, yeah. which evoked uh, feelings of The Conjuring for me. I know oh, yeah. Kevin's not a fan of uh, serialized uh, horror. I will um, love to talk about the music because um, oh yes. Uh, I, will, I will get to that in a sec, but to, to, to circle back to your first question with the CG. So the funny thing is, we shot this film without knowing who would do the CG or if it could be done. Um, I had been in touch, thanks to my manager, with a really nice guy named Sean Cushing, who heads up a, a company called Cantina uh, Creative. And they have a lot of big clients, among them Marvel and DC, and their specialty is the heads-up displays that you often see in those movies. For example, close-up of Tony Stark's face when he's in the Iron Man suit and all those displays that you see. So those kind of computer graphic readouts that are um, 
controlled, tracked to various movements. That's really their specialty, but they also have a lot of other tricks up their sleeve that they've been eager to play around with. So my manager facilitated this introduction and I had a very long and elaborate email kind of setting up what I wanted to do with the with the feature version of Eyecatcher. At the time it was called something else, but I had a big story and I, I sent it to him and I had no idea if he would go for it. So And then we had to film it. We filmed it. And uh, afterward, I had this footage and I, I said, hey, here's some of the footage we shot. Boy, I, I hope you're willing to help me out on this. And he was so nice and he was so, he was really taken by the idea. We had a lot of fun kind of uh, mind meldy conversations about it. And uh, our arrangement was that if uh, he could do, you know, if a, if a feature, if we're so lucky a feature comes along, uh, they will do the effects for the feature. So they did it uh, gratis, this, this work. And I had uh, an asset that was created um, by uh, our, a genius uh, creature developer, and she was able to surface it. She textured it for us, and she kind of rudimentarily rigged this asset. So it, it had a few controls on it, but not a lot. So they took that and were able to, with their deforms, and they I think they rigged it themselves, they were able to really do a lot of impressive things with it. And then they also let me iterate. And that was a good chunk of what that second year was, was, hey, you know, what about this, Jeremy? And I'd say, oh, that's great. Can you do this? And they very patiently um, iterated and iterated and iterated all on their off hours while doing their big Marvel movies on the side. So I can't uh, thank them enough for their great work. And they also had a great idea um, uh, I'll phrase this in a way that's not a spoiler of a placement of a particular CG element in the short that some people catch and some people don't and it was their idea and I loved it um, and it's one of my favorite parts of the short uh, Jeremy can you tell us a little bit about your lead actress Sure can. I can tell you a lot about the lead actress because she's my wife. We met. Oh, that at, makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy. We met at Syracuse University, and uh, we've got married in. Gosh, this last July has been twenty years, and wow, she has been uh, my lead actor for a lot. Uh, and I know I'm not the first director or even horror director to make horror shorts with their wife. Um, but, uh, she, we, when the pandemic hit and we were in lockdown, I made my first kind of horror short in earnest. And you can find that today. That's called hold your breath, hold your breath screen fest. If you look at that on YouTube, you can, you can see that one. And we shot that zero budget, just her and me. And that came out well enough, um, to give me the, the confidence to do this one. And she, uh, to her credit, she stayed up late for us. She's, uh. Poor woman, you know, where we've got two kids and she's tired, but she uh, she loves her husband. She she will do these things and she's she's really good. She um, she also takes anxiety medication. I think I'm allowed to share that. So she understands. She understands what what it feels like to be kind of at wit's end while uh, dealing with numbing bureaucracy. Plus, you know, Mr. Ship had to agree to do the dishes for the next two weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> I try to do my part. It's nothing's free. Well, let me ask you, you know, how many filmmakers can say 
I get to kill my wife in a short film. Well, you know, <laughs> that's right. I get to yeah, have right. my wife do a death scene in a short. No, that's actually, right. I'm not saying that that happens here. I'm just making yeah, a that's joke. right. The lights uh, out director, uh, <laughs> David Sandberg, I think he, he gets to claim that, but uh, not many. Yeah. <laughs> but I did want to ask you is I do see potential for a feature film yeah. uh, on this uh, subject. Is that something that you're keenly looking at right now? It is something I'm extremely about. keenly looking at. I am okay. writing, I'm on the fifth draft of the feature version, and I am in conversation with a couple of people. Uh, and I do hope that it will happen. Uh, I'm very excited about it. And uh, I have teased the feature in kind of secret ways within the short. So if the feature comes out, then uh, there will be a few extra things in the short that, that uh, people might find. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, nothing. I've, I've had specs go out there before, TV specs, feature specs, uh, and some close calls and have things fall apart. So nothing is for certain. Um, but uh, you can keep making shorts, and I have a blast doing them. So I will keep doing them, uh, and we'll see what happens. I would say uh, shorts is uh, it, it worked out for David Sandberg and Lights Out. It, it was, did. Yeah, um, I, I saw the short, and at first it felt a little gimmicky, but it was a cool oh. gimmick because I wasn't ready for it. Right? I, oh, it was like a gotcha. That's right. Um, the film did enough, I think, to expand the lore about. Feature, yep. um, and it certainly made a wallop of money. So uh, it, it did, and you know, I I really admire him. He has made other shorts, uh, and some of them are really really good. That none of them are as kind of punchy and short mm -hmm. as Lights Out. And he, but he's also very open with his process, and he talks about how he makes things. Uh, and that is a model for me. I would love to be yeah. you know, transparent and encouraging, and tell people how I do things. I want to quickly circle back to music since you brought it up. Sure. And I yeah, love talking about uh, movie soundtracks, specifically horror soundtracks, mm -hmm. because I like to write to horror soundtracks. So, and I have listened to the Conjuring and uh, Insidious soundtracks often. Um, however, there was one particular soundtrack that I mm -hmm. really found myself finding quite scary, and that was The Dark and the Wicked, uh, which I recommend. That is a, a good, good, spooky kind of despair. The, the, the Dark and the Wicked. Uh, by Brian Bertino, he did The Strangers. And uh, the score is quite something. It sounds unlike a lot of typical scores that you hear. And I got the soundtrack and been listening to it. And uh, when it came time to find someone to score Eyecatcher, I instantly thought of The Dark and the Wicked. And it was scored by a guy named Tom Schrader. I went to his website said, well, this is a long shot. I just went to the little contact page and I briefly described my project, said, I'm probably will never hear from you, but <laughs> I would love for you to square my short. And two hours later, he wrote back and said, give me a call. Tell me, tell me what's going on. So uh, I did. We talked. I sent him that same giant email that I sent Sean Cushing at, uh, at Cantina and uh, enchanted him enough. And boy, he, I think he just rocked it. He, he his goal was he said he wanted this the soundtrack to sound as wrong as possible in all the right ways so he he would really devise ways to play pianos off tune and kind of kind of torture the violins um and uh it is a it is a a, a really strong listen i would say <laughs>
Well, and that's great because it really, how often is it that you email someone, regardless oh, right. if it's the produce or the sad music, and they get back to you and say, yeah, I'll do it. I know. Like fun. I know. And he and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And he he lives in Brooklyn and he, he flew to L.A. We had lunch together and he's just the sweetest, nicest guy. He says he doesn't he loves scoring horror movies, but he, they're too he's too scared to watch them. Um, and, you know, uh, it's just a, a remarkable individual, very talented. Um, so uh, I, I'm glad that's why I'm glad you brought up music so I could give him give Tom Schrader a, a, a shout out. Uh, it, it's earned. It, it definitely is earned, and we are not grasping for straws here. Um, it, this the music was impressive, um, and equally impressive was the camera work. Uh, your friend, the uh, you just know, so happened to be friends with a director of photography that had exceptional steady cam work. It looked like it was steady cam work. Um, yes, it was both. It was yeah. so it started as well, not quite a steady cam. It starts uh, on the dolly, so there's a pullout from. Um, I think it's not spoiling anything because it's the opening frames. There's a picture on the walls to pull out, and that is on a dolly. And uh, the first, I would say, half is on a dolly. And at some point, he's got a giant rig kind of strapped to his shoulders, and then he pulls it off. Um, and then there is a steady, kind of a steady gimbal element to it, but it's not quite a steady cam. And he's he's also a camera op, so he's very good at keeping things um, kind of smooth. Uh, but that's when it gets languid is a great way to, to put it. That's where, you know, he's able to kind of have a little bit more control in the second half. Uh, but yeah, that was that was designed within an inch of its life for for a year. Well, I, I got to tell you that, like you guys, I am just floored by music and horror uh, in horror films. And I was uh, you know, like Anthony, I was really moved by, um, you know, by the unusual music that you yeah. use. For this short it kind of brought me to uh reminiscing about i i just done a uh writing piece for the uh movie 30 days of night yep and brian yeah. reitzel's uh score i think it's right up there with hereditary yeah as well as uh, christopher young's effort and i have not heard this score i'm writing it down right now but brian reitzel just tried to use he tries to incorporate of all the odd things tries to recreate the sound of a glass harmonica uh for a sequence in 30 days of night and what he went through to try to get that uh that sound was uh you know was was something else but uh to me it's that kind of dedication to your craft even in the music aspect of a score aspect of a film that really adds to the film itself and i'm Absolutely. glad that you got a guy i'm glad yes. that you have a guy it's like funny that. you say that he and i mentioned that out of tune piano was a particular out of tune piano that he wanted played in a particular space so that is the type of passion and myopia you want your crew to have they they they, they chase that specific thing that they are especially mm -hmm. you know that they're expert in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh jeremy uh my uh well, last question it will be where can people find you if they're looking for you on our you know listeners yeah if they want to stalk you how do they do it 
the the place to to start as i mentioned you can you can search for hold your breath scream fest on youtube iCatcherFilm.com. That's this film's website. There is contact information for me on there, and uh, I am I'm starting uh, the social media as well. So on Instagram, I am Winding Path Movies, and uh, I will post a few things there. So there are ways to to track me down. But is there a way that we, we can like stalk you if we really, you know, if we really you know, <laughs> want to? We're really I don't know. Quite literal. Where can we see come on to Burbank? To yeah, come down to Burbank. <laughs> hey, come to Burbank. Jeremy, you and I have a connection with anxiety. You know, there. Uh, you know, I may want to just, you know, just like, you know, come commiserate with you Anytime. and share stories and share I stories love, about. I you know, love talking with people. I love talking about horror movies. Thank you for talking about them. Um, they are. Uh, they need to be talked about. I think they're so interesting. Um, so I'm glad that you're doing this. Well, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Jeremy. And um, uh, are you planning to attend uh, Spooky? I'm not going to be able to make it to Florida, uh, unfortunately. So I'm kind of vicariously uh, watching from uh, from the the West Coast here. Can't get away from the work. But, uh, <laughs> like totally all of us. Yeah. Just know that uh, your 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 short is going to be screened in front of a packed audience. Well, and oh, um, you know they're they're gonna enjoy it as much as we enjoyed it. I hope they do. Can I can I just like throw something out? Because I'm gonna tell you, fifteen official selections from Con World Film Festival to LA Shorts to Haunted House Fear Fest to LA Horror Fest. This is just an addition to Spooky Empire, and a winner for Best Horror Short at Venice. Yeah, a lot. Congratulations. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's had a one, good run. It's had a good yeah. run. And one uh, of my favorites is Shaka Gogo. I keep wishing, keep wanting to be there. Uh, oh, one great. year, one year I will get there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah just wow. This this film has legs. This film it has legs. Uh, there is a and there's a YouTube channel called Amaletto, and they have um, they've agreed to feature it. They're going to try to get up by um, uh, by Halloween, so it'll go it'll go public around then, uh, shortly after uh, Spooky Empire finishes. So. Um, very nice. Very um, nice. Yes. So, people, if you can't make it to Spooky Empire and see it, <laughs> wait until Halloween and find it. <laughs> because it's so good. But be careful if you have anxiety. Maybe it's. Maybe you have to have a friend watch it with you or something <laughs> like that, you know? Seriously, with that music? Yeah. <laughs> Or Watch maybe just have some nice tequila, something to you calm go. you <laughs> right. down. You know that kind of. Watch uh, it with the lights know, on like, if you need to. That's that's exactly <laughs> you know yeah. But I will tell people you know with my anxiety, if I have a friend watching it, you know, with me, I'm gonna say take my friend. All right, you know here's you he, right there he is, there he is. I, I give him up. Don't take me. I would add, watch it closely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy, I uh, want to thank you very much for taking the time out on this Monday evening to uh, dissect iCatcher without giving away anything juicy. Um, <laughs> I felt honored to to watch your short, and um, I thank Spooky Empire for bringing us together because uh, you know it, it's it's experiences like this that we honestly live for. Because Kevin, Joe, and I. We're horror fans, you know, through and through. You know, we, we yep. run a show, we talk to a lot of filmmakers, but we just enjoy horror as well. You know, we're fans yeah. of it. Uh, we like haunted houses. We yep. like being scared. Sure. We like the rush. Well, and, and we, uh, not only that, we talk to, 
we talked to filmmakers who are old school filmmakers you know yep. from the 70s and 80s yep uh and so forth. we're not just new horror we're you know we're anything good horror related yeah same uh, no way to well that's our show kevin you want to take us up i will take you uh, you know take us all out i'll say go see this uh the film go see eye catcher Make sure to take your Zoloft first, though, uh, or your sertraline, whichever you take. Take it first. Maybe double the dose, okay? Take a little extra before you see this uh, this movie. But in any case, watch this film. It's great. Watch horror films. Keep America strong. Have a good day, everybody. Thank good you. Good night. <laughs>